name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Dublin podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for nearly five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest from the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all of our old favourites, including NXT, and last night we had Worlds Collide 2020. But tonight it's time for arguably the most exciting night of the year, the 2020 Royal Rumble. The, the WNR, WNR are live. live. Both on the apron, both have gone oh. over the top rope. 
Oscar floored. Oscar eliminates Nikki Bella. Oscar's going to WrestleMania. No one was ready for Oscar. Oscar is a history maker. Two men remain. The big dog Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, oh no! Shinsuke oh my God! Him right in the face. Oh no! No, Roman. And now Shinsuke wait, Nakamura. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Roman Reigns. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair set over the top, set over the top. Oh. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair has been eliminated. Becky did it, Becky did it. Here is your winner, Becky Lynch. The King Slayer, Seth Rollins. Strowman still in the apron. Rollins, oh, stop, Lynch. Yeah. Rollins is going to WrestleMania. Here is your winner, Seth Rollins! Well, yes, hello. I am James Rollins, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's WNR269, and it's WWE Raw Rumble 2020. And Dan, are you excited for tonight's event? I am very excited. The Raw Rumble is definitely, without doubt, my favourite pay-per-view event that WWE does. And I'm always finding myself falling asleep to 30 men thrashing about in a ring. Without a doubt. And the thing is, as we heard from the start as well, celebrating not just the Royal Rumble itself, but the last decade of the Royal Rumble match. And, of course, the last five years been the WNR podcast doing this. But the last ten years, Dan, what do you think your favourite Royal Rumble winner or Royal Rumble match is? Well, my favourite Royal Rumble in terms of personal experiences has got to be 2017, the winner. I don't even need to tell you that. But for... Feel-good moments in Royal Rumbles. I think 2010 was a very good moment. Edge returning, coming back and winning it. Um, there's been a couple of disappointing ones as of late. Not really ones that I tend to watch much. Um, AJ Styles making his debut during Royal Rumble 2016 is always going to be a very great moment as well. But for the match on the whole, it wasn't spectacular. No, I mean, there's a couple of bad ones, other not there, with the reactions they got. 2014 with Batiste and, of course, 2015 with Roman Reigns. And, of course, the advent of the Women's Royal Rumble match. Of course, we're going to have that tonight for the very third time. Of course, Oscar and Becky Lynch winners. But we do love the Royal Rumble. And in terms of spectacle, WrestleMania is undoubtedly the Super Bowl. And it will always be that way. Well, but while SummerSlam is the biggest party of the summer and Survivor Series has a few months' head start, Royal Rumble is a close number two. Two. And arguably the best pay-per-view in the grand scheme of things. Well, every card has the potential to be great or terrible, depending on the line-up and execution. But the Battle Royal alone makes Royal Rumble worth getting invested in every January. Here is why Royal Rumble has been, and likely always will be, WWE's greatest event. Well, these are the state. 
The right. big four events have certain magic around them, not just because of their age, but also because fans know these shows often have the most important matches and segments. Yeah, something like Stomping Grounds are considered a B-level event as it usually is filled with rematches or less bombastic feuds. No major title changes. Major title changes. And no extra flair. Woo! Even worse are shows like Smackville and Starcade, which are partially televised health shows. In comparison, based on its legacy, it's guaranteed something will happen at the Royal Rumble that will greatly influence the rest of the year. Great performances can make someone's career, even in losing someone like Kane Bruce's credibility in 2001 by setting a record for most eliminations, which stood for more than a decade. The winners receive title shots at WrestleMania, which is what fans really sink their teeth into, as that makes Royal Rumble one of the most important matches to win. It rarely does skip an episode of Raw, mean you missed out on history, but the same cannot be said for the Royal Rumble. The beginning of the road to WrestleMania. Any given moment could be the most exciting period for WWE if an angle is hot. The most reliable stretch of time to be invested in big payoffs is the road to WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble is the start of that. It doesn't just kick things off with nothing either. Well, no, by the end of the night, we're given a decent look at who the top male and female champions and their contenders will be. Things can change, but the puzzle pieces start coming together once the Royal Rumble victors are crowned. Well, this is arguably the best part of the journey as everyone's speculation peaks and imaginations run wild with possible WrestleMania cards. Then disappointment sets in a few weeks later when WWE starts exposing the rest of the card is. We get boundless opportunities with storylines. When done, well, WWE is able to cram a huge amount of feuds into each Royal Rumble with relative ease. Yeah, storylines can end, which may happen with matches like Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend for the Universal Championship if there's a point to move on from. In the Royal Rumble matches themselves, feud can continue and be referenced by having two superstars focus on each other amid the chaos surrounding them. People can eliminate their rivals, get screwed by the person they're feuding with, and more. Yeah, new storylines can be created too. All it takes is someone to get tossed over the top rope and hold a grudge that carry into February and beyond. I think the best case of this was he's going to talk about history of Royal Rumble, like 2005, when Shawn Michaels eliminated Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle came in. Of course, that led to a series of matches. Obviously, the previous uh, Royal Rumble match fell 2004. The kind of the build to WrestleMania 20 is probably one of the greatest builds WWE have done for a card. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the Royal Rumble can almost be a reset that wipes the board clean and puts all the players on different paths WrestleMania in one night. We also get unpredictability and surprises. Even if there is a clear favourite for the Royal Rumble, the event remains one of the most unpredictable shows of the year. Well, this year, we know Brock Lesnar will be the first entry in the Men's Royal Rumble, but who will fill the other slots? And every match has at least a few surprise entrants, be it a legend coming back, an injured superstar returning to action, people coming in from outside WWE, NXT wrestlers and more. Well, last year, who would have thought Nia Jax would attack R-Truth and take his spot in the men's match, or that Casey Catazaro would save herself from elimination by flexing her ninja warrior skills like she did? Big names are shockingly eliminated quicker than anticipated and tag teams turn on each other. Sometimes projected winners lose and everyone leaves stunned and exhausted from all the chaos. And a constant reward system. The Royal Rumble's a roller coaster ride from start to finish that is hypnotic in how much it rewards the audience. Fans are engaged in the interactive element of the buzzer which makes it fun to count down to each new entrant. 28 times in each match. This drives up everyone's anticipation. Every 90 seconds, there's a prize of a superstar coming out. If they're underwhelmed, you'd have to wait long until the next one comes along to try and make up for that disappointment. It's an instant gratification system. Even during the waiting, there's action going on in the ring with potential eliminations keeping the adrenaline going. Well, there's a mystery to the unknown, the thrill of a lottery from the outcomes are to come and some big rewards whenever a happy surprise takes place. 
And simplicity is key. Well, sometimes less is more. Rather than get too convoluted with wacky gimmicks that make things harder to follow or need you to raise a suspension of disbelief, the Royal Rumble match is simple yet effective. The rules are relatively straightforward. One superstar enters every 90 seconds. 30 people will enter the ring and they are eliminated when they are tossed over the top rope and both of their feet hit the ground. Well, that's it. Sure, WWE has a window dressing and can make things more complicated from time to time, but it's your basic enough that younger and older, older audiences alike, as well as hardcore and casual fans, can understand and get invested easily. Even the title of the event is great in how forward it is. It has some pizzazz, but isn't trying too hard. It sounds classic, but not old-fashioned. It's generic, but not bland, like Vengeance or Payback. For having the biggest gimmick match of the year, the pay-per-view isn't all gimmicky and doesn't have to rely on flashy nonsense to be captivating. Well, the formulator works can also be changed. Well, this year's proof is WWE Champion Brock Lesnar will be in the Royal Rumble match. The simple formula of the Royal Rumble match was quickly hammered out and hasn't changed much over more than 30 years. However, there is always room for flexibility. Now we have seen everything WWE can think of for Hell in a Cell and even Money in the Bank. But Royal Rumble has undergone minor and major tweaks each passing year. This time intervals have been bigger or smaller depending on how WWE wants to pace it. In 1995 it was only 60 seconds but any given entrance WWE can hold off more than 90 seconds or speed up the clock. While 30, seconds, uh, while 30 superstars is the standard, it has consisted of anywhere between 20 in its 1988 debut or and 50 in 2018 latest Royal Rumble. People have gone all the way from the first century spot to win it, and others have won from the last berth. Sometimes one person gets on a roll and keeps the number small, while other events of 10 wrestlers in a ring before a single elimination takes place. Despite being such an airtight formula, WWE is always finding loopholes and fun variations within the rules, which makes this match one of the most exciting and entertaining hours on the wrestling calendar. Well, the Royal Rumble is a major event, major, major event, event that simultaneously sets the tone for the rest of the year. Kick off and build to WrestleMania and offers a ton of fun along the way. And I've got to say, the Royal Rumble is probably my favourite event as well because I remember starting watching that back in 1999. That was the first event I've recorded. I'd watched wrestling before that when I was a kid. But that was the first one I proper started. So that's been, what, 21 years now, however long that's been. That is unbelievable stuff. But the Royal Rumble's a match close to your heart as well, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. It's a match that... It, it's my go-to on the network. You know, it's something that I'll always watch, I'll always enjoy. And, you know, times that I've fallen asleep to watching a Royal Rumble has been... I don't know, crazy, because it's kind of like, you know, it's something that you can have on in the background and you can keep putting your eyes on. Unlike other matches, you'll miss something big, but, you know, you won't miss too much if you're not 100% focused on it. Does it take it away to having two Rumble matches now, or is there still a magic to it? Um, Well, aside from having, you know, uh, another pay-per-view kind of later on in the year where the women have their Royal Rumble, I think, you know, it's kind of... WWE's way of saying, look, you know, we like the men, but the women, they've kind of got a place on this card as well, right? deservedly so. Well, it would be interesting to see how the Rumble takes place. Like I said, we all got our favourites. When you talk about favourite Royal Rumbles, either it be 1992 or, uh, in my case, 1999 as well. But we move on. Yes, we have so much to bring you tonight, including games, news, AEW, NWA and the Magnificent Seven. But first, we start with you, lovely lot. So here we go. It is shout-outs, and Vanessa Moff says, I really want it to be Drew. He's getting over the face, and him claymoring Brock and taking a title. He should be side and have Seth Stable feud with after WrestleMania. Vanessa Moff, please contact me <laughs> for any more details. Drew McIntyre is the man. I'm not going to give away what I've gone for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
No, that doesn't give anything away, James. Um, you know, in in Britishness, Drew McIntyre winning it would be a huge thing. You know, it's it's kind of the standard wrestlers. You know, who's kind of on top and popular at the moment. Um, there haven't been any huge surprises in the winner. You know, there's not been any names that have kind of been so further out of the way that you wouldn't have thought that they would have won it. Um, but you know, saying that Drew McIntyre's name is in a lot of people's mouths on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I put my Drew McIntyre in my mouth. Like you said, the way you go around it tonight might be his night, and what a victory it would be! What a moment we haven't had a memorable. Or, you know, Royal Rumble victory in that way in a long time. And I think if Drew McIntyre did it tonight, do you think the reaction it would be if he was to eliminate Roman Reigns? It would be unbelievable. Fantastic <laughs> shout out there to start us off. Absolutely. Well, this one's even better, James. Theo Porti said, everyone is sleeping on Ali B. I feel like he and Buddy's feud is over now, so I feel this is his only other plan before WrestleMania. Now, this you know, name hasn't been in a lot of people's no. mouth. And him winning it, not only would I actually lose my shit, <laughs> but I think it would be kind of quite a big shock as well. You know, it's something that not a lot of people would be expecting. And I think it would be great for the company. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the one deadly shot, hasn't he? Like I said, we talk about the black mass kick. If he hits sat in the rumble match, it would be finished out of nowhere. You know, so, I mean, this would be interesting. What about an the black Randy Orton standoff? Which <laughs> James, there's only one winner, and that would be the fans. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see about that, you know. Um, so what do you think the plan is for Alistair Black, then? If he's not going to win the Rumble, I mean, it'd be, obviously it'd be great. Where do you want to see Ali B on the WrestleMania card? Um, I want to see him kind of in a picture, but not pushed to the front. Oh, you know, I want to see him earning his way and working his way forward as opposed to being kind of thrust in the limelight. You know, I want to see his, him having a couple of low-level feuds. Buddy Murphy, Drew McIntyre, and then working, <laughs> oh! his, working his way up to the big time. Yeah. I love to get my cheap shots. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I see him in the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. That's where jobbers take place. Um, Jack O'Neill says, My big prediction is R-Truth will win the 24-7 title during the Roman match. It won't happen because I think Mojo's still champion, isn't it? So I don't want Yeah, the, unless I, Mojo's I in the Royal Rumble, Rumble match. And I could, I've not gone for him in a match. <laughs> I haven't no, either. No, we, talk about, we, we do predictions and stuff, but Rumble, we do Rumble mini games, don't we? It's we do. We do play, you know, Rumble mini games. I think there's about seven or eight categories. <laughs> We've got the Santino Man, the Iron Man, who we think is going to be in the final four. Um, don't tell me, James. I know this one. <laughs> who eliminates who? Most oh, eliminations. Most eliminations. The one to thirty count as well. Yeah, and, and surprise entrance. Yeah, and lucky number, which we'll be doing. Oh, should hang on. If you've got lucky number, should we do that at at some point? In, in, I mean, we can do that even now or a little bit later. But we'll do the lucky number. We can do the lucky number after the shout out. After the shout out, we'll do our because what we do is just random number, and that'll be our pick. Last year, I got number fifty-three. I think Dan fixed it a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Our uh, truth will in the. T- uh, I, look, Mojo's got the 24 7 title, and look what happened. Well, yeah, I mean, no one cares about it no more. But saying that, though, you know, it could be. Our um, truth could be in the Royal Rumble match. Mojo Rawley's kind of at ringside with uh, the Cronk or the Grunk or the <laughs> Crank or whatever his name is, you know, having a laugh. And that R Truth sees that, jumps over the top rope, p- 
pins Mojo Rawley, gets a 24-7 title and therefore is eliminated from the yeah. Royal Rumble. No, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, that was quite a, a good idea, actually. All right, next shout-out. Next shout-out is Steve Stryker saying, I really want Kevin Owens to win, but very happy seeing Big Drew win it. I mean, James. Amen. Amen. I, I know you write the fucking scripts, yeah, but <laughs> can, can you just... Help. Can I you can't just help. Our play? fans are awesome, can I? I can't help. I'm sure that said Big Orton to win it, but you've just kind of <laughs> fucking edited it. No, I didn't get many people say Randy Orton would win this year. Uh, Kevin Owens to win the Rumble. Would it be that big a surprise if he was? Again, you know, it's someone who's kind of... I wouldn't say he's in the top five favourites, but he's someone that's... You know, he's he's got to be there or thereabouts with quite low odds on winning it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll see what happens. Of course, Drew McIntyre. A mysterious guardian says, I almost want to see Brock win the Rumble just because I want to see the internet melt. I think that would be fair to say the internet would lose its shit if Lesnar went for number one to uh, to actually win the Rumble match itself. Well, is Brock Lesnar someone that's capable of going from number one, eliminate, 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 all the way to 30? Have you done your predictions? I have, yeah. Right, okay. I'm going to say something I haven't got down my predictions. What about Lesnar comes out number one? The only way they could do it is what they did in 99, with Lesnar coming out, Velasquez not number two, hurts Lesnar, doesn't eliminate him from the Rumble match, go underneath the ring, whatever it is, and then goes ambulance, comes back when it's number 27, 28, or whatever it is, and then he's in. That's the only way it could conceivably happen. And, you know, Lesnar couldn't, I don't think Lesnar could do an hour now. I think that would be fair to say. Um, but if Lesnar was to win, or eliminate McIntyre. I think I'll, I'll, go, I'll go mental. What about you? With, <laughs> what about you with Brock? Have you had enough of Brock? I have had enough of Brock. Yeah, you know it's um, it's it's just boring now. You know I want to see someone who kind of means the WWE means something to them as well as them meaning something to the WWE. You know with Brock Lesnar, I feel he just phones it in unless he's going against you know a very very capable opponent. Yeah, I think. Uh, Paul Stevenson says, going by WWE's past history, I can see Baron Bloody Corbin <laughs> winning it. And Paul, it's King Baron Bloody Corbin to <laughs> yeah, you, mate. Bloody King Bloody Corbin. Uh, Baron Corbin winning it, like I said, with Lesnar melting the internet, Corbin would set it on fire, I would feel, if he was to win. Who would be the worst case scenario for you to win the Rumble here tonight? Um, The one person you see, oh, fucking hell, I don't want to see him versus... <laughs> if Reigns won, I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Obviously, McIntyre. Like, Mojo Rawley, if he was to win tonight. Enzo Amore to return. No, Matt fucking Riddle. Matt Riddle to, win to come out as a surprise entrant <laughs> and win in the fucking Rumble. Well, last year you got RKO'd, I think he did in the Rumble. Even if it was in, even in it, maybe I just imagined that. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if Corbin could do it. Joseph Panaborg says, The Royal Rumble has always been my favourite show of the year. Partially because Rumble matches are always a great time. Partially because they're always the week of my birthday. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, that was always... I remember my friend Matty, he was always like the King of the Ring because that was uh, around his birthday time as well. Uh, of course, I had... Well, you got Hell in a Cell would be mine and I think it would be the same. Do you count Survivor Series or would you count? Because your birthday um, I don't know. I had that bloody... Saudi Arabia event my birthday <laughs> oh, last yeah. year didn't uh, the other year yeah yeah that was Crown absolutely Jewel. fucking awful you yeah. had like a decent Ev- I had evolution. evolution and <laughs> I had Crown fucking job so it does matter when it comes back. it must be great I would love to have a birthday rumble you could just celebrate that couldn't you and have a day off and everything like this yeah. well happy birthday week yes. to you Joseph 
Hope you have a great time. Um, yeah, you know, I completely agree that the Rumble is ha and has and probably always will be my favourite show of the year. You know, they're fun. You yes. know, you've got your Kofi Kingston moments, you've got your Kane moments, you've got your surprises that happen. It's it's something the predictability of it, and it's something that's been a staple of WWE since '88. Yeah, 1988 is the first Rumble. Yeah, who won the first Rumble match? Hacksaw Jim Dugan. <laughs> I have taught you well. My time here is done. No, uh, I've no, completed Royal Rumble now. You completed me, teacher. Yeah. <clears throat> Up next, Teddy Smith says, "I'd love to see Ricochet win, but it probably won't happen." Me too, Teddy. I mean, I would absolutely, <laughs> again, blow my shit. There's only a few people that I would blow my shit for winning. Top three blow your shit winning. Uh, Ali B, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. <laughs> and then a fourth... Doze. Otis Dozovich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big Doze comes out. Big Doze. Yeah, well, he is in the Rumble, so let's see. Well, uh, Ricochet, who's got better chance of winning, in your mind, uh, out of the three that you picked? Um, your, your three men. I'd say Randy, Ali, Rico. Mm, it's going to be interesting. There's always a surprise package. Will Ricochet be here tonight? Tony Corner says, my own opinion, the way to take the title off the Fiend is to have him beat clean, but straight after being pinned, he gets up like nothing happened. Then they should play out the fact he was bored of being champion, to which he starts tormenting someone, and Bray plays up that the Fiend wants a new toy, and he was bored of the title. Um, I'd, again, otherwise it turns, why don't you someone finger poke him and pin him like that? I don't want to take away the championship in that in that way. What do you think of the idea? I think, you know, that does sound a good way of doing it, but, you know, I think a majority of people's goal in WWE is to kind of hold the biggest title in the game. And, you know, to... It is, you know, it is a very innovative way of doing it, and I don't think anyone has ever done anything like that before. You know, he's like, you know, bored of that. I want to go for Brock Lesnar, you know, or he could be Bray two belts, or you know, he could lose it in a triple threat match, which seems kind of like the more viable option. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Fiend. I didn't think they were going to go with him, and then I think with fans, what the fans were saying, they didn't want to kind of rock the boat too much, and they've gone forward with the Fiend. It's kind of worked for him, but they've got to be careful. In that way, because they can't, you know, the fans can't be bored of him. And at the moment, they're not, you know, and it's working well. Not the Daniel Bryan feud probably the best laid feud they've had in a little while as well, you know. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Indeed, yes. And Matthew Arguijo says, Roman has lost to Shane, Eric Rowan and Baron Corbin in all those singles feuds. Him winning will, will be the outcome that makes least sense other than the fact it's Roman Reigns. And... Saying it's Roman Reigns, you've got to say it. It's Roman Reigns, damn it! Yeah. He's got to win. But, it's, I mean, he deserves his spot on top, doesn't he? I mean, he's going about his business at the moment. I'm happy seeing him, again, treading water, you know, having mid-level feuds, not for titles. You know, keeping him out of the way for a little bit. Because, you know, again, they don't want to get the reaction that they had when Roman Reigns won the Rumble in 2015. Do you think they'll get it? If Reigns wins tonight, do you think there'll be a reaction like 2015? Or do you think... I don't be... think it'll be as bad, but I still don't think it'll be a, a wholly positive reaction as opposed to someone else. But if it. he beats the Fiend at Mania, that response will be as bad. Oh, as... that yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Roman Reigns has, you know, been on the behind, and it's, it's you know, if it's time to rise tonight, I think it might make more sense. It's the only reason... If he doesn't win tonight, 
you get a happier winner the fans and then he wins elimination chamber with Corbin in it and people all like five hills versus one and do it that way maybe I don't know I don't book things but if I was I'd have McIntyre win the rumble and Roman Reigns at chamber doing that if they're even doing the chamber I think they are doing the chamber I'm rambling now next one Thomas Broom Jones says Brock comes out number one Cain Velasquez comes out number two they then make each other and the match continues normal three and four uh, yeah pretty much that's what I hope that's what I've gone um, for <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that would be good. I think they are kind of pushing you down the route of Kane Velasquez versus Brock, whether it would be at WrestleMania or whether it would be before then, I'm not sure. But, you know, is this something that we really want to see? Uh, no, I don't, and I had a problem with it back then. And this is another thing why it's quite a bonus that we're not fully focused on WWE now. We can enjoy other stuff as opposed to your old UFC fighters rammed down our throat. And in that case, I mean, if Cain Velasquez does get a title shot at WrestleMania, coming 29th in the Royal Rumble, how does that grant you a title shot? I mean, you know, to win it, you get a title shot. Yeah, fair enough. That's the way it goes. But coming 29th? Uh, because WWE will do have a way around it, wouldn't they? You know what they're like with it. Well, you eliminated the champions. Yeah, so you, get the you, title get, shot. you look what you get. Mysterio got involved with something like that as well. Bullshit, bullshit. It's the same thing. We should have is Dominic coming out in a mask. Just to throw Mysterio with Brock Lesnar. That'd be brilliant. Uh, <laughs> if that happens tonight, we've got, we've got, it, on, we've got it on tape, I was going to say. It's a recording. Um, okay, last shout out, Dan. I'll let you take it. Uh, it's Jake Hayward. He says, I just. 2020 odds and Vince McMahon has the same chance of winning the Royal Rumble as Titus O'Neil if Titus O'Neil gets to the ring that if is. Titus O'Neil makes it to the ring and not under the ring and Jake you're kind of forgetting that Vince McMahon has won the Royal Rumble before and that is more times than oh, Drew McIntyre oh. Bobby Roode and Buddy Murphy put together oh. I mean why do you have to go on about that so um I mean, it's quite bad touch. Who would you be your rank outs? Who would you love to win a Royal Rumble match tonight? I mean, we've talked about some surprise returns. Who would you want? Kane! It's Kane! It's Kane! Not CM Punk. It's Kane! Because Kane, he has had probably one of the best. You could argue that he is Mr. Royal Rumble. You know, uh, uh, taken out the last couple of three years, you know, out of the equation. But. You know, before then, it has all been Kane, 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 Kane. And I think, you know, someone who has that massive standing in the Royal Rumble deserves to be winning it at some point. If CM Punk came out, I would go mental. Apparently, CM Punk's pick is uh, Keith Lee. I don't know why he's gone Keith Lee for... Well, what I'm looking up now with Magic Technology, I'm going to look at the betting odds to see who is the actual favourite. I think we won't be surprised who maybe... Roman Reigns, the and Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar... We'll, we'll check it Randy and see Orton. whilst we talk. So we'll just fill a little bit of time. I mean, how are you? Been all right? You all right? Oh, I've been right? okay. Yeah, no, know, I've got now. I've got the thank you. I don't got got them. Uh, right. So <laughs> Roman Reigns is one to two to win. McIntyre is ten to three. CM Punk four to one. That's... So what's what's Buddy Murphy? So, so hang on a minute. I'll get there. Brock Lesnar thirteen to two. Kane Velasquez fifteen to two. Kane eight to one. Nine to one. On this day, Edge. Kevin Owens, 12 to 1, so you'll be happy about that. Keith Lee, Ali B, 18 to 1. So what's Buddy Murphy? So, but, um, 
I will find Buddy Murphy if you want me to. Scrolling, Shut scrolling. Up. Fifty. Buddy Murphy is fifty to one. The so same, if you put, he's got the same odds as Colin McGregor. So if you put, <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So if you put a tenner on Buddy Murphy to win, you would lose a tenner. <laughs> yes, he, he's got the same odds as Colin McGregor, uh, but better than. Uh, oh, Jane Rowling. Bobby, Bobby Lashley. No, let me see who the furthest ones out are actually. Titus O'Neil. It is Titus O'Neil, you're right, with Vincent Mann, alongside Steve Blackman. Which <laughs> Steve okay. Blackman. Yeah. All right, so thank you, everybody, for your shout-outs. We are obviously enjoying ourselves. Dan, why don't you whip your phone out quickly, and we'll do lucky numbers on the Royal Rumble. I'm going to whip it out, and I'll get my phone out. And so. we'll never forget. And then what we can do is always remember. Okay, Google, give me a number, and 30. Here is some information for numbers between 1 and 30. You've not done it right, have you? It's it's never guaranteed to go as planned as we are live and we have not practiced this one. I'm going to go on to a different one. But I'm going to say, give me a random number between 1 and 30 and I've got to press a button. You ready, James? Yeah, go Press go. Four. Four. So your number's four. All right. Right. Are you doing your one? Yeah, do you can do me. Do me randomly. All right, you ready? I'm going to press go. Yeah. 25. Oh, so you're number four, I'm 25. So there are our numbers from the Royal Rumble match. And when we finish recording, we're going to choose a wrestler that we think is coming out of that for Double Bubble, or is that just going to be if our number wins it? That would just be our lucky number. Or of course, we do our 1 to 30 numbers that we do. So we've got all the games, and all the games will be out next weekend as well. Next Sunday, we will bring you all the mini games. And if you've got any games that you play, share them with us, and maybe we'll have them on the Double R Podcast last, uh, next year. Last year. There you know, because we've got lots of things. But shall we move on, Dan, to news? News! And W Superstar Brock Lesnar was the company's highest paid male star in 2019, ahead of John Cena and Roman Reigns. John Cena was hardly about in 2019, was he? No, he wasn't, no. Well, the Beast, who's 42, captured the WWE Championship last year after defeating Kofi Kingston in a matter of seconds on SmackDown. Yeah, and WWE Champion works on a part-time basis and a whopping $12 million with the company. Lesnar's base salary puts him firmly ahead of Cena's $8.5 million and Reigns' $5 million. That must make you sick. Cena's not around. He's still making $8.5 million. <laughs> UFC legend Ronda Rousey was the best-paid female superstar with a base salary, just a base salary of $1.5 million. The former WWE Women's Champ, who has been on hiatus, occupied the top spot by a clear margin. Charlotte Flair came second with a, a half a million salary, and Nikki Bella and Alexa Bliss pay packages of about $350,000 each. The Daily Express also reported on senior staff salaries from mid-2019, and WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon was on $2.4 million. Triple H is Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative earned $1.1 million, along with $1.65 million in a talent contract. So, even though, you know, one of them's a chairman and the other one's like a COO, they still don't earn as much as Brock Lesnar. No, Brock Lesnar is the biggest one. He's 12 million at the top of the list. Um, John Cena's second on 8.5 mil. Roman Reigns, 5 million. Randy Orton, he's worth every penny of it, 4.5 million. AJ Styles has done well for himself, 3.5 million. Then up next is Seth Rollins on 3 million. The Miz, 2.5 million dollars. The Undertaker, 2.5 million dollars. The Miz and the Undertaker get paid the same. Kevin Owens, 2 million. Dolph Ziggler, 1.5. Sheamus, 1 million. 
Jeff Hardy, 1 million. Bray Wyatt, 1 million. Jinder Mahal, 900,000. I don't know how he gets away with that still. Kane, 900,000. Well, well, it's the big show on eight, uh, 850,000. Samoa Joe and Rusev on 800,000. Sin Cara on 700,000. And Matt Hardy, 650 grand. And the women's base salaries, you've got Ronda Rousey, 5 million. Charlotte, 550,000. Nikki and Alexa Bliss on 350,000. Mickey James and Natalia on 300,000. Oscar and Becky Lynch on a quarter of a million. That is disgusting, they're getting paid that little. Dana Brooks getting paid 200 fucking grand. It's 50 grand extra. So is Bailey, who is the women's champ, and Lana. Oh my god, no, 180,000. Carmella on 120,000. No, Jack's 100 grand. So is Sonia Deville. Amanda Rose and Sarah Logan with Tamina. £80,000 a year. Wow. I mean, wow. It's, it's <laughs> not, not equal pay, is it? No, definitely <laughs> not. Well, Triple H, Executive Vice President of Talent, Live Events and Creative, is on 1.1 million and 1.65 million talent contracts. Yeah, Vincent on 2.4, George Bariso, 800,000, and Kevin Dunn, producer, 800,000 as well. And that is money talking right there with WWE. Absolutely. I think, you know, the pay structure is completely ridiculous. I mean, you know, you've got the likes of Kane, Big Show, Jinder Mahal hardly appearing, but yet they're on near million dollar contracts. And you've got, like, you know, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Bella and Charlotte Flair. Always, well, Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair, most definitely always present. And, you know, they're on a third of what the Big Show gets. This is a thing that I have to look at. If we want to be treated in a all well and good main event WrestleMania pay-per-views, you need to get paid as such. I mean, obviously, that's not Becky Lynch's full pay, obviously, with the bonuses and everything like this. But still, as a base rate, needs to be looked at. There's no doubt people like Sasha Banks were upset about it. But we had big news because Channel 5 will bring two highlight shows from the Wrestling Powerhouse to free-to-air TV while Paramount Network will show NXT UK in Britain. Well, yes, Wrestling Powerhouse WWE on Tuesday unveiled a content deal with Viacom CBS in the UK covering two weekly highlight shows to air on free-to-air network Channel 5 and British Wrestling Show to air on the Paramount Network. Financial terms weren't disclosed. The agreement expands on the availability of WWE programming in Britain, one of its big international markets. Earlier this month, WWE moved its programming to BT Sport after years on Sky in the UK. BT Sport is now exclusively live airing Raw, SmackDown and NXT as well as NXT UK and WWE's monthly pay-per-view events. Channel 5 will send the one-hour highlight show of his weekly Raw and SmackDown program starting on February 2nd. The Raw show will air on Sundays at 10.30am. The SmackDown highlight show is set for Saturdays at 10.30am. In addition, NXT UK with fans so far only been able to watch on the network will air on Paramount Network Wednesdays at midnight. As part of the agreement, WWE content will also be available on Channel 5 streaming service My5, along with full seasons of Total Divas and Mrs. and Mrs., which feature WWE wrestlers, because they're not talent. Bringing highlights of our flagship programme into free-to-air television for the first time in the UK with Channel 5 is a significant step for the WWE brand and more great news for our passionate fan base in the UK, the VP and General Manager of WWE UK in Ireland said. 
Well, WWE has strong appeal throughout the UK and across generations, so we're very excited to be bringing their high-quality entertainment to an even bigger free-to-air audience in the UK, said James Tatum, VP Commercial and Digital and Operations at Channel 5. And can you believe it's been 20 years since WWE was on TV in the UK free-to-air? It was on Channel 4. It did, and I'm sure they've had pay-per-views on Channel 4. They as well, did. The they? first one they had was Royal Rumble 2000. I remember that because yeah. I recorded it as well. They had adverts during it. But it was the reason Channel 4 cancelled it, because we also had Mae Young. Who wants to see my puppies? So we had that going on. I can't believe that's 20 years ago. Captain Jack Triple H. Absolutely crazy. But moving on with the news, and Kalisto reportedly re-signs with WWE. Yeah, he's foreseeably staying after on a multi-year contract extension. Well, while the exact terms of the deal are unknown, sources added that they said Kalisto re-signed because he feels though he still has a lot left to accomplish in the company. Kalisto has probably been part of Lucha House Party tag team with... Linz Dorado! And Grand Metallic over the past couple of years, but enjoyed a great deal of success in singles capacity. The diminutive high flyer is a two-time US champion and one-time cruiserweight champion on WWE's main roster. He also held the NXT Tag Team Championship with Sin Cara as the Lucha Dragons previously. Well, Kalisto and the rest of Lucha House Party are currently part of the SmackDown roster. They appeared extensively on both Raw and SmackDown in recent years. They were a consistent part of 205 Live. The Lucha House Party are valuable for utility players for WWE and they can be used in a number of different ways and provide colourful and exciting presence whenever they are. It's unclear how long a shelf life Lucha House Party has, but at 33 years of age, it's possible Kalisto's best years are ahead of him. And we go on to arrivals, and we had heard indie legend Mercedes Martinez, real name Jasmine Benitez, got a lot of Z there, has signed with WWE. So the announcement yesterday, January the 14th, that she was one of the big names in the newest Performance Center class wasn't a surprise. It also isn't shocking that she'll quickly be used on television, in addition to almost two decades in the on two May Young Classics and several NXT episodes for Triple H. But one day between official introduction and first match has to be a record. It was revealed on WWE's episode of WWE Backstage that Martinez will take part in tonight's Battle Royal determining the number one contender for Rhea Ripley's NXT Women's title after Tony Storm's shot at Worlds Collide on January 25th, presumably. We'll see if this is another one-off appearance for Martinez or she'll be a regular presence in the black and gold brand women's division from here on. Expect to wait long before we meet the other members of her PC class. Emily and Zulis. And Zulis! The 27-year-old amateur martial artist who competed on Dwayne Johnson's Titan Games reality competition show, winning the title of Female Titan. We've got Anthony Francis, 29-year-old, former NFL defensive tackle. He was with Seattle, Washington and Miami in his five-year pro football career, and he should just fuck off. <laughs> That's nice. What? I don't like <laughs> football wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Oh. Fucking Mongo McMichael. Goldberg. Roman Reigns. Well, Jake Rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, Jake Atlas, real name Kenny Marquez, indie wrestler from California with a background in gymnastics and cheerleading. The 25-year-old appeared on Stephanie McMahon's episode of Undercover Boss and told her he wanted to be the first openly gay WWE champion. I actually saw that one. Yeah. Sydney Bateman, 27-year-old acrobat who toured with Cirque du Soleil. Anymore? No, that's enough about him. <laughs> I don't Zachariah Smith, 7 foot, 300 plus pound, former college and international basketball player, 
The 28-year-old has also performed with the Harlem Globetrotters as a member of their long-suffering opponents, the Washington Generals. Generals. Lots of potential and interesting stories in this group. We'll see what the future brings for all of them, but now let's focus on Martinez. Yes, WWE signs Valkyrie Kane to NXT UK. Valkyrie Kane! It's Kane! Well, WNXT UK brand continue boasting its women's roster with a sign of 25-year-old Valkyrie Kane. Worked tapers this weekend in England. She tweeted out photos from her WWE Sunday morning where she wrestled a male. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a kid and you've got a male. A male. Well, Kane made her professional wrestling debut in 2015 and trained at the same wrestling school as Becky Lynch, according to Mark Middleton of Wrestling Inc. She made a name for herself on the indie scene, winning the Irish Junior Heavyweight Championship in 2018 and tag team gold as a member of the Woke Queens with Debbie Keitel. Why did you say that in an Irish accent before? With Debbie Keitel. <laughs> Irish Championship. The Irish. Oh, yeah, Irish. So let's move on. Let's not forget about, uh, forget about the Irish. Let's move on to British. It's the Magnificent Seven. Well, while there was something of an expectation that Marty Skrull would join his friends in the Elite over in AEW once his Ring of Honor deal came up in December, multiple reports indicate that he'll, th- that will not be the case. He's feared to say, well, indeed, they're saying that Marty Skrull signed a new contract with Ring of Honor. Neither side know the length of the deal, but both agreed it's likely a multi-year agreement. So, neither side, what, Ring of Honor and Skrull don't know exactly how long the deal is. It's kind of like a... <laughs> They've kind of like they've done the Royal Rumble number game. Give me a number between one and five. Yeah, 28. (laughs) Well, as for compensation, the Observer notes it's the most lucrative deal in company history. Beyond simply resigning Skrull's also ability to work with NWA. He's currently involved in a programme with a champion of that promotion, Nick Aldis, and he's been promoted to the position of head booker taken over from Hunter Delirious Johnson. It reports Johnson will still be working creative, but he will do so in conjunction with Skrull. That sounds like his name's been taken for someone who likes Triple H and The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, before Marty Skrull somewhat surprisingly re-signed with Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling reportedly had plans in store for the villain. Yeah, according to uh, Dan's friends Dave Meltzer, his decision makers intended for Skrull to eventually be revealed as a leader of the Dark Order. Oh no, yeah. don't do that. Skrull is close with Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page, since they're all part of the elite in Ring of Honor and Japan. But Skrull was left behind with the formation of AEW since he was still under contract with Ring of Honor. Most assumed that Skrull would join his friends in AEW, but he reportedly couldn't turn down an offer from Ring of Honor that would pay him W main roster money for limited dates and a head booker title. Well, we've seen the difference in pay that main roster get. Is it going to be uh, Brock Lesnar pay or is it going to be... Um, Titus O'Neill pay. Yeah, Sasha Banks pay. Well, signing Skrull and having him lead Dark Order would have been a huge shot in the arm for AEW since Dark Order seemingly hasn't landed with the audience as much as hoped with Evil Uno and Stu Grayson leading the way. Many questioned AEW's decision to close the final episode of Dynamite 2019 with an angle that saw Dark Order decimate many of the company's star. Had it managed to land Skrull and the narrative may have changed. Well, since that angle, Dark Order hasn't played a significant role in AEW programming. And it is possible that it will fade into the background with Skrull no longer on the table. Well, if not, perhaps AEW will turn to another star on the roster and look at free agents who have enough cachet to make the group feel like a big deal. Well, since Marty Skrull's appearance at NWA Into the Fire, the wrestling world has been buzzing about where he could show up next. Now, with Nickel, Ring of Honor Wrestling, 
Last weekend, it seems this rivalry is taking place across both promotions. Yeah, the NWA Power taping at a special starts on 3pm on Sunday, January 26th. The Villamite Scale will be appearing in front of a live crowd during the taping during the rest of the National Wrestling Alliance stars for the episode of NWA Power. Be the first to see the next step in the story. These limited remaining tickets will sell out. Well, let's go on to NWA. Yeah, Nick Aldis will be facing off with a member of Ring of Honor's Villain Enterprises, but it's not Marty Skull. Flip Gordon will be facing the NWA World Champion at hard times. Hard times! Hard times! <laughs> well, Nick Aldis and company made appearances at both Ring of Honor events this past weekend. He attacked Marty Skrull at Ring of Honor Center Stage. Then, at Honor Reign Supreme, all this crashed the announcer's booth, only to be run off by Gordon and Brody King. Yeah, Ring of Honor and NWA report the end of their work of relationship in 2019. However, it appears the relationship is back on. Of course, this probably has a lot to do with the report deal Marty Skrull has signed with Ring of Honor. It seems to be confirmed that he is at very least on the creative team and potentially the head booker. But NWA hosted its hard times, paid for you on Fight Network on January 24th, and it featured the culmination of the television championship tournament. Can you say the name of that pay-per-view without doing it in the Big Boss Man time? Hot times, baby. Do, 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 do. And I get hot times. And Ric Flair, you know about hot times, baby. One of the greatest promos of all time. However, a new television champion isn't the only new champion crowned. Thunder Rosa defeated Alison Kay to become the new NWA Women's Champion. In addition, James Storm and Eli Drake defeated the Wild Cards and the Rock and Roll Express to become the NWA Tag Team Champions. Ricky Starks is the new television champion. Yes, Ricky Starks. Here are the results of tonight's tournament. Round one. Trevor Murdoch. Is that... Yes, that okay. is Trevor Murdoch. Well, he defeats... Dan Math defeats Zicky Dice. Ricky Starks defeats Matt Cross. Tim Storm advances due to Ken Anderson forfeiting. Ken Anderson? Yes, Ken Anderson. Kennedy! <laughs> Trevor Murdoch defeats Dan Math. This is round two. Two. And Ricky Starks defeats Tim Storm. So in the finals, Ricky Starks wins the NWA television title, defeating Trevor Murdoch. Well, the other matches include Scott Steiner versus Aaron Stevens, who's Damien Sandow. The match ended with question mark attack Scott Steiner. So that's Scott Steiner. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, Nick Aldis retained the NWA World's Championship in a match with Flip Gordon. All this appears to be in a feud with Marty Skrull's Villain Enterprises, and this just set up the match between Skrull and Aldis. Another huge announcement was the announcement of the Crooked Cup. That it's set to take place in Atlanta, but will not be in the same arena as the YouTube series is shot. In. <laughs> Or more Magnificent Seven. Yeah, well, after defeating AJ Styles and Randy Orton on Raw easily, McIntyre stated the future is now. He says, I think the momentum is everything. I've been on a bit of a roll and the key to all of it is I don't know what went wrong when I first came back to Monday Night Raw. Obviously, it was a bit of a war path. He said his injury helped him find himself. This is 100% Drew McIntyre. What is yours? Now is mine. Right, okay. Serious now, Dan, because we're moving on. To deaths. Well, we are deeply saddened to learn the passing of AAA star Le Parker. He was 56 years old. But he was seriously injured during a match at Carol's Leech Libre 64 anniversary Arena Coliseum event in Montella. Le Parker took a suicide dive onto Rush, but his feet tripped up on the ropes and caused a horrendous fall. He was seemingly unconscious, taken away on a stretcher. His diagnosis was a neck and cervical fracture, and he was unable to talk or move his extremities. 
he did eventually gain the ability to communicate and regain some feeling. Now, Luchablog has confirmed his passing. Well, he passed away. He was 56. He suffered serious injuries on a dive. He's one of the bigger recent stars of Mexican wrestling, symbol of AAA. He is not the La Park who wrestled in WCW and is now known as LA Park. Oh. Again, more sad news. And WWE is saddened to learn that Rocky Soulman Johnson, born Wade Douglas Bowles, a WWE Hall of Famer, former World Tag Team Champion, and father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson has passed away at the age of 75. This is a big one. Johnson's sports entertainment career began in the mid-1960s where he made a memorable impression in the National Wrestling Alliance. However, Johnson found his highest levels of success when he began his WWE tenure in 1983. The physically imposing and wildly charismatic Johnson has several memorable rivalries with the likes of Greg The Hammer Valentine, Don Morocco and Adrian Adonis. He found his greatest success when he teamed up with Tony Atlas as a Soul Patrol. The two men became the first African-American World Tag Team Champions in WWE history when they defeated the Wild Samoans on December the 10th, 1983. Well, the Soul Man retired from the ring in 1991, but his imprint continued to be felt in WWE for years to come. Post-retirement, Johnson had a hand in training his son, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock became one of the biggest stars in sports entertainment history and carried his father's legacy with pride. In 2008, Johnson achieved the highest honour in sports entertainment when he was inducted by The Rock into the WWE Hall of Fame, where he will be forever enshrined as one of the sports entertainment most influential performers. Well, the WNR and WWE extend its condolences to Johnson's family, friends and fans. The cause of death was not specified, but Brian Belair, friend and former wrestler, said Johnson was under the weather last week, according to The Guardian. Uh, a loss for every fan of WWE, Paul Triple H Levesque, a WWE executive, tweeted... Rocky Johnson was a barrier-breaking performer. Our thoughts are with his family at this time. Mick Foley, inaugural WF Hardcore Champion, tweeted, I am so sorry to hear the passing of the great Rocky Johnson. Always a gentleman, always enjoyed talking with him. My deepest condolences to his family, friends and the fans who loved him. Very sad day for wrestling. R.I.P. Rocky Johnson. Others who paid tribute to Johnson included Matt Hardy, formerly of the Hardy Boys, Kevin Nash and Dana Brooke. Well, Hardy said in the tweet, silent here about the passing of Rocky Johnson. Rocky was all extremely friendly and kind to me every time I interacted with him over the years. My condolences and thoughts to his family. Nash addressed Dwayne Johnson directly, saying, so sorry to hear about your dad. He was always very kind to me, hung out in Louisville when I was coming back from my torn quad, laughed and he shared me and his knowledge. Again, sorry, Dwayne. Well, he also had a member of rivalries with Greg the Hammer Valentine, Don Morocco and Adrian, Adrian Adonis before retirement night at one, training his son, one of the kind of industry's top stars. And speaking of him, The Rock paid tribute to his father following his death Wednesday at the age of 75. Well, he posted an emotional message on Friday on Instagram along with a video that showed him as a kid watching his father wrestle. He said, I love you. You broke colour barriers, became a ring legend and trailblazed your way through this world. I was the boy sitting in the seats, watching and adoring you, my hero from afar. The boy you raised to always be proud of our cultures and proud of who and what I am. A boy you raised with the toughest of love. With the intense work, the hard hand, the adoring boy wants to know only your best qualities. Who then grew to become a man, realised you had other deep, complex sides that needed to be held and understood. Son to father, man to man, that's where my adoration turned to respect. My empathy turned to gratitude. Grateful that you gave me life. Grateful that you gave me life's invaluable lessons. Dad, I wish I had one more shot to tell you I love you before you crossed over to the other side. But you were ripped away from me so fast without warning. Gone in an instant and no coming back. 
I'm in pain, but we both know it's just pain and it'll pass. Now I'll be your and work ethic with me, and it's time to move on because I have my family to feed and work to accomplish. Finally, I want you to rest your trailblazing soul, soul man, pain-free, regret-free, satisfied and at ease. You lived a very full, very hard, barrier-breaking life and left it all in the ring. I love you, Dad, and I'll always be your proud and grateful son. He said, go rest high. And the rock also revealed that his father died from a heart attack. A lot of you guys wanted to know what happened. He had not been feeling well. He had been battling a cold and infection. And on Tuesday, he had what's called a deep vein thrombosis, which is, which is essentially a clot in the leg. He said it was a big old blood clot that broke free, travelled off his body and went right to his lung, clotted his lung and died very quickly from a massive heart attack. Just like that. And more news, Davy Boy Smith Jr. confirms odd behaviour by Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson at Rocky Johnson's funeral. Well, the Hannibal TV had a follow-up on what happened at Rocky Johnson's funeral when Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson had a turn to speak about him. Well, Harry Smith, who's Davy Boy Smith Jr., says he was at the funeral and he confirmed to Devin Nicholson that Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson's behaviour was odd. Nicholson said that Smith was not available for Skype call at the moment, but he says Smith told him I could confirm this. Nicholson says Smith told him I think Vince and Pat were both really strange or they were drunk or they were a bit of both probably. Pat's microphone got cut off because he was talking, taking so long at the funeral. Pat's final end of the line was, you know, last night I was drunk and I was drinking water. What I thought was the sink and then the toilet seat fell on my head. Well, Smith via Nicholson continued. Vince said Rocky Johnson was a great wrestler, but the greatest thing he ever did was marry Atta, and Atta had some kids. Then he walked out of the building. Vince strutted on and off the stage like he was cutting a promo. He looked like he had really shrunk in size. Vince and Pat are both completely out to lunch. I thought they were drunk, but I spoke to Pat, and maybe he's just going senile. Well, Nicholson said he has from other people he did read more from David Boy I don't think Pat's memory is that good well Nicholson said he spoke to Johnson's best friend Al Rosen according to Nicholson Rosen said that nobody from the family was offended by Vince's behaviour no but we lost a great there in Rocky Johnson and he will be missed but let's move on to Raw we've had some big stories not really caught up with Raw Smackdown or EW these past uh, month or so so we've got a couple of bullet points of what happened really Yes, we had Brock announcing himself to be in a Rumble. And not only that, he's starting a Rumble from the number one spot. Yeah, Big Show returns, of course, to try and help out Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens against the Authors of Pain and Seth Rollins. Yes, and then we have Murphy joining Rollins and the Authors of Pain being Seth's bitch. Yeah, but Tag Team Champions now is Buddy Murphy alongside Seth Rollins. We've got the Rusev-Lashley feud that doesn't seem to end. Liv Morgan got involved. We had uh, multi matches, and I still don't think that's finished yet. Oh dear, and we've got Oscar versus the man. Yeah. So quite a few bits. What part of Raw recently? I mean, look, some stables aren't good, but can this work out for Authors of Pain and Buddy Murphy with Seth Rollins? <sighs> he is just going to be kind of cannon fodder in it. If you know, if they're to lose the tag team titles, you know it's guaranteed that Murphy's going to get pinned. Mm. Um, you know, it's. I don't think it's going to do anything to hurt Murphy, but it's. He's not really doing anything out on his own, you know, he's kind of left bitch, you know, and he's going to be the fourth place in that little stable. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. Uh, well, the best thing on Raw recently, you know, like we talk about McIntyre being dominant as as well and kind of Ricochet and Brock Lesnar's confrontation. Apart from that, Raw's just kind of ticked along. We've not really seen anything great recently, have we, you know? Aside from our truth you know, kind of Brock declaring himself in the Rumble, 
R-Truth saying, well, I'm going to be in the Rumble thinking it was Paul Heyman. It's going to be actually Brock Lesnar. He undeclared himself in the Rumble, <laughs> which, you know, I just absolutely love R-Truth and I just hope he don't change. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to AEW and Kenny Omega's fired back at fans who criticise all Elite's wrestling's women's division during a Twitter question and answer session last Thursday. When asked about those who have expressed concerns regarding the AW women's division, Amiga didn't hold back. Yeah, he said, I lately most criticism read are incredibly ignorant, depressing the amount of fans that have absolutely no class. That being said, I do try to sift through those to get to the actual constructive criticism. So he just didn't answer it then. As one of AW's four executive vice presidents, Amiga oversees the women's division. He also said during an interview with some twat from Wrestling Observer Radio in February that he played a major role major role in recruiting and scouting talent for the division. Well, the first AEW Women's Champion was crowned on October 2nd episode of AEW Dynamite. Rio beat Nyla Rose to win his title, and she has held it ever since. Rio has essentially dominated division thus far, although she hasn't been on television for several weeks. Before returning last week to beat Brit Breaker... Shida and Rose in a fatal four-way match. On Wednesday's Dynamite, Rio successfully retained a title against Chris Statlander when Nightmare Collective members Brandy Rose, Orson Kong and Mel interfered. Dr. Luther also debuted and distracted Statlander. The booking of the match has been widely panned and it didn't help the cause of division that has often taken a backseat to the men's singles and thus far. Since WWE, uh, since WWE, since Dynamite's debut in October, the women's division has often been given just one segment per show, which isn't enough of a spotlight to build it into a thriving part of the product. There have also been some head-scratching booking decisions, aside from Wednesday's match, to uh, the call to give Emi Sakura a title shot against Rio at full gear, seemingly out of the blue, was strange, as was the decision to advertise a title match between Rio and Statlander for last week, only to postpone it because Statlander had other commitments. Well, talent is far from the issue with the AEW's women's division as Rio, Statlander, Baker, Shida, Rose, Kong and others can thrive if given an opportunity. AEW's division has paled in comparison to what the women are doing on NXT. However, as Rhea Ripley recently beat Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship in a main event and NXT also held the first ever women's war games match at NXT TakeOver War Games. Well, every aspect of AEW will be compared to NXT for as long as the shows go head-to-head. And while expecting the AEW women's division to match NXTs may not be fair, there's no question it can prove in several areas. And you've said this a long time about the women's division, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. You know, there was, uh, on one episode of Dynamite, I think there was three women's segments that was kind of all shorter than a Chris Jericho promo, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it is bang out of order, you know, on the women. I think they should be given a chance to thrive. And AEW want to be seen to do something different. I think pushing women, it's doing something the same as other companies do, but I think it's the right way to do it because, you know, you've got to kind of please every person and they've got a lot of talent on the women's roster. Yeah, that. all right, we'll hold it there for a second, Lee. WWE Network's Royal Rumble kickoff has started. And I do you know what? I do love Rumbles in big stadiums. And they've done it the past couple of years now. I think Rumble finally got to that stage where, I mean, it's a bit silly having a massive stadium for that. But still, it's still a nice setting. You've got Christian, David Otunga, Charlie on the panel. But we'll continue with AEW and AEW results recently. Well, Moxley turned down the inner circle and after defeating Pack, is now number one contender and will face Le Champion at Revolution in February. Omega and Page won the Tag Team Championship from SCU in the latest episode of Dynamite, which was filmed on Jericho's boat cruise. 
There are rumours that AEW will introduce a six-man tag team championship. And Britt Baker turned heel and has a sight set on Rio's Women's Championship. So, interesting, John Motley, number one contender, Dan, or you've been there, seen that before? Um, I've been there, seen that before. I've, you know, I've, it's getting too samely, you know. You've had Moxie as champion, you've had Jericho as champion. Give us someone new. Give us someone that hasn't been kind of well-regarded as a champion. Pack. I mean, you know, yeah. he'd, He'd be a complete different, and being a bastard pack as well, I think he'd be absolutely great for the company. Well, I doubt we're going to catch up with Pack soon enough because he is part of the Magnificent Seven. As for Britt Baker, it makes sense to go against Rio because she's probably the strongest woman in the division. I think he may be introduced to tag team division, have that going for a little while before you introduce the six-man tag team championship. Indeed, yes. And uh, with Britt Baker, um, I thought they was going on their win-loss records as opposed to, right, she's turned heel, she deserves a shot. You know, I thought they was doing something different and they seem to be kind of using it in some points but coming away from it and, you know, they kind of use it when it suits yeah, them. Yeah. If you're going to use it, stick to it and build on it or you're just going to do away with it completely because it's pointless if you're going to keep showing their overall record and their 2020 record to then just give any random a shot. Well, next time we'll be deep in uh, look at AEW. Of course, we'll bring Revolution to you next month as well. Uh, AEW pay first pay-per-view of the year and see if it can stack up against what we've seen so far this year. We've had NJPW, NXT UK, Wells Clyde, of course, the Royal Rumble here tonight. And we move on to SmackDown. We had the Kalala returns recently on SmackDown. Of course, we had John Morrison return, which is probably one of the big ones that yep. we've seen recently. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've always regarded him as a brilliant performer, someone who, you know, certainly could have gone big, left the company, made himself big. You know, he became Impact World Champion. Yeah, without a doubt. And he's good to come back. He's been teaming up with The Miz, looking like they've had a problem with New Day recently. Is that the right thing for Morrison, do you reckon? Um, well, you know, he's been going through defeating New Day. He defeated a former world champion in Kofi Kingston. So, you know, he's kind of... Building a bit of a name for himself as opposed to going straight after the top title. Yeah. Uh, Also returns the Usos. Oh, well, they came back to help Roman Reigns in his feud. Never ended feud with uh, King Corbin, didn't he, really? And it worked out the the bloodline as it was. Has this gone on for too long, though? The Corbin feud, yes, it has. It's it's boring me now, um, and I just can't wait for the day it ends. And then we had Sheamus coming back looking like he's going to do something facey. And knocked out Shorty G instead. So we're going to get Sheamus versus Shorty G uh, at the Royal Rumble. Won't be surprised that is a kickoff show. But he's come back as well. And of course, like I said, Reigns versus Corbin's continuing. Uh, we've had Lacey Evans versus Bailey as well. And it just confirmed Shorty G, Sheamus is kickoff. Lacey Evans versus Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Championship. We've seen a different sides of Lacey Evans recently, haven't we? You know, more personal side to her. We have, yes. Um, should she be in or about the championship position I, I don't she... know she's I think there's a lot of other women that can be in that position you know just as well as Lacey Evans is but she's shown a lot of fire and I think you know with the, the kind of things that she happened in front of her family showed exactly what she's all about uh, I think Lacey Evans could have a really strong 2020 uh, as for the Fiend and Brian feud continuing the Fiend signs in Daniel Bryan's blood on Smackdown you know, they're having a strap match at Royal Rumble. If The Fiend gets the victory, is this the end of the feud between The Fiend and Brian? I think it has to be. I think, and then The Fiend can move on to hopefully the Royal Rumble winner, unless, of course, that is 
Brock Lesnar. So that'd be an interesting thing. So recently, of all the things you've watched, because you've watched a lot of wrestling recently, what have kind of you've enjoyed the most? Will it say? Because Raw SmackDown obviously have not been high on the list recent um, times. Absolutely not. No. Well, the other night I fell asleep watching Chris Jericho's boat tour thing, AW Dynamite. It. You know, I think I lasted the tag team match that kicked it off and then I was asleep quite quickly after that. So, can't really report too much on that. But the story told from Paige and, um, of course, uh, Kenny Omega is interesting because you know Paige can eventually turn against them uh, and we've seen that storyline there. All right, then. So, let's have a quick mass debate then, Dan. And this one's quite important. Uh, I was thinking about is what is more important in itself is it Tessa Blanchard, because of course we listened to her last night winning the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, or is it Charlotte Flair and holding 10 women's championships? What matters more? What makes more sense? Um, if we're just going on the title runs, you know, and taking nothing else into consideration, Tessa. But if we're going on kind of legacy and what they've achieved in their career, I'd have to say Flair. But you don't think the legacy from Tessa is as that is enough? She is a you know what I mean Hall of Fame. She has made history. Like Charlotte, no offense to her, but she'll never be world champion. Right. So you're going to take Tessa's? No, I'm just saying. I, I think Tessa. <laughs> I'd be, I want to see what you say because I think Tessa Blanche's title one world title means more than any women's championship. So you're saying that women's titles are worth. Men's are you? I'm saying when saying? it comes to a woman, so winning you're saying it, that men are better than when women. When I say when a woman winning it, what other woman has come close to World Heavyweight Championship apart from China, and that was 20 years I ago? I think you know it's happened. Are you saying that men and women should be treated as equal? I am, yes. Yeah, exactly. So a woman being involved in that, well, you know, what would be more important? Would it be a man winning the women's championship or woman <laughs> a man winning the women's championship <laughs> or a man having 10? Women's uh, or ten titles. No, that's not the question. It's Tessa yeah, Blanchard and Charlotte. But if you're going on legacy, I would say Charlotte Flair because she has won. Like you know, she's headlined WrestleMania. You know, something that a woman has never done before. That's one legacy she's broken. You know, she's done a few things. So it's more important to, so it's to main broken. event at WrestleMania than it has a headbreak championship. Yeah, main event. WrestleMania, so Sasha yeah. Banks becomes WWE champion. That's not as much as Charlotte Flair main event WrestleMania. Well, you know, we talk about the Impact Championship. But Impact is still professional wrestling around the world. To still have, what other company would go with a woman winning it? Because we've got people like you booking it. You see, well, as and I if say, Charlotte Flair had left WWE and tried this, would Charlotte Flair been? Would she? She wouldn't have fought and clawed away like Tessa Blanchard did. Tessa could have easily been in AEW or WWE getting multiple title reigns. But you said, even you know, out of your own mouth, that it's something that. Could have been done by another woman, you know. It's only the fact that... Could it have been by another woman, like It could have been. There's, could it? There's so a you few think women. if it's Sasha Banks or Charlotte or Carmella in that position? Um, Sasha Banks and Charlotte, definitely. Oh, right, but yeah. But Carmella, probably not So why much. not, then? Why not try and push the envelope rather than Women's Championship, go out there, win a World Headbreak Championship? Imagine one of them becoming WWE Champion. You're not saying that was not be a moment to be remembered? It would you be You don't think Becky Lynch is the most popular superstar in WWE right now, men, man or woman? It would be a huge moment. Not something that WWE wants to go down. You know, they've kind of gone down that route before with China. And, you know, it's something that they don't need to knock on the door of again. You know, they've got 
their own divisions separately. You know, they kind of fight for their own purposes and their own matches and their own titles. I think you're right. I think Tessa Blanche's one world championship, like you said it right at the start, is more important when you look at it than Charlotte's 10. Yeah, but as a legacy, as a career in moments, wouldn't you say so you that Charlotte has had more? So if Tessa wins the world t- women's championship now, would that mean less than her winning? She went on to win five AEW women's championship. Would that mean as much? It would mean the same because they're world championships. Well, we're going to go Tessa Blanchard on that match, but I'll win that one. I'm going to take that point. Uh, it's game's time, Dan. We haven't done a game all weekend. Let's just do a quick game of... Elephant or F1. So take it away. Explain to everybody what we do. I make a noise. James has to determine whether it's elephant or F1. I've got the noise. I've got, you know, elephant written on one side of the card, F1 written on the other. We'll see if James gets it right or wrong. It's normally a best of three game. All right, James, are you ready for the first one? Got him. That is obviously an F1 car. It is indeed an F1 car. Well done. It's an easy. <laughs> oh, I think that's a baby elephant. It is an F1 car screeching to a halt. Oh, fuck off. You see what I did there, fuck James? Fuck off, cunt. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy, right, easy. I get, easy. I get, I get. <laughs> All right, James. Now, let's not be a sore loser about cunt. this one. No, you're right. Hey, oh, sorry. hey, hey. That's a fucking elephant. It is an elephant, yeah. James. Because I don't want you to call me and yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Have that, you cunt. So, elephant or F1. All right, so just enough time to run through the card. Unless, you know, we look at Sam Rosenberg and Booker T and try and what they're saying. I know what Booker T's saying. Hogan. <laughs> James. I know, my bad man. Right, let's run through the card quickly. Let's start from the bottom up. So we've got Seamus. Versus Shorty Dick G. Dan, are you looking forward to that match? No. No, I'm not either. <laughs> United States Championship, Andrade versus Umberto Crillo. You looking no, forward to that match? This should be a fun match. You should know, it? My, my 3'11 boy in action. He's had some very good matches uh, going against Humberto Carrillo. I'm, I'm quite impressed by the dimpled, smiling assassin. Oh, it was his flippy floppy finish. His boing flip, flip flop finish. Yes. Uh, Fools count anywhere. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Next. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Again, you know, unless Sasha Banks comes out and pretends to cheer with Bailey, knocks her out. I, I can't be too invested in this match. I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of Lacey Evans. Raw Women's Championship, the same rematch a year on, Becky Lynch versus Oscar. Now, this is a match. Right now, James, now we're talking. It's only taken you five matches to get to something I'm actually invested in. Now this, if you want to go the right way with this, you'd have Oscar winning it all day long to get a bit of uh, retribution, so to speak, you know, to get a bit of what Oscar deserves. And that is all I have to say about that. I think Lynch bogeyman is Oscar. Oscar has beaten her before for the Women's Championship. She's worried she's going to beat her again. What a phenomenal run it's been for the man, Becky Lynch. Let's not forget, she won last year's Royal Rumble. She hasn't Look back since having the women's championship since WrestleMania as well. Uh, the question is with Oscar, like I said, if it's the Oscar we know and love tonight, Becky Lynch is in serious trouble. But I think this is just a stepping stone. Even though it should be a great match, it's the second best story told apart from what is the perceived main event, the strap match for the Universal Championship, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. 
Again, this should be an absolute classic of a match-up. I, I don't know if a strap's going to kind of hold Daniel Bryan back because he's normally full of energy, always running about, and I don't know if that kind of restricts him in any way. But I still think with Daniel Bryan, it is something that he can achieve. We've seen with The Fiend, he kind of reverts people back to their previous state that they was at before, you know, kind of in their current state, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah. Seth Rollins, he's reverted him back to a heel. And with Daniel Bryan, he's kind of took him back to his short-haired ways and no-beard ways. He looks absolutely different, a million years younger. James, if you cut your hair and shave your beard, you probably look like you're about 17. Well, thanks. I mean, <laughs> it's been an interesting build-up, hasn't it, between the two. And tonight at the Rumble should be great. What about the men's match, Dan? What are your hopes and expectations for this one? Um, well, you know, there's been rumblings through the Twitter sphere that Vince McMahon's going to come out and announce that it's a 40-man Royal Rumble because there's been, what, 25, 24, 25 people announced for the Rumble, not leaving much room for any surprises or, you know, kind of to accommodate the huge roster. I'm hoping for a surprise. I'm hoping for something great to happen, something memorable to happen, and something that's going to set it apart from the past few Royal Rumbles, which have been, in my opinion, boring. Yeah, we need a great Rumble. Uh, like we talked about, we haven't had a five-star match at a uh, pay-per-view recent times. I can't remember the last time Rumble that had been great. At the ending of 20... John Cena versus AJ Styles. Last... No, hang on. Yeah, probably that's the last match. But the uh, last Rumble to the end of 2018 when Nakamura and Reigns involved. It was all right. But we still need a little bit more. Uh, as for tonight, McIntyre's got to win. McIntyre wins tonight. I am I am all in with that. I think that will be the crowd favourite for McIntyre to win. Yeah, I think to Reigns to be saved, they can't let him get over. In it. Reigns got other years, do you know what I mean? Not this year. And then the Women's Royal Rumble match. This is just a complete crapshoot, isn't it, really? Well, you know, you get fans or smarks as... Uh, they're also referred to on the Twitter sphere, saying they've kind of spoiled the men's Royal Rumble. They spoiled Royal Rumbles because they announced too many competitors, leaving not many space for surprise entrants. So WWE, right, okay then. We've announced about six or seven for the women's match. Well, why are they not announcing more? You know, yeah, they're kind of spoiling enough, it in that way. Enough, so, yeah. you know, they're not happy... Either way, you're never going to be able to... You can't please everyone all the time. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, aren't Exactly, you? James, yes. But, um, you know, I'd like to see some unfamiliar faces in the Royal Rumble. You know, someone that we don't really see too much of, given a chance. Um, hopefully, it's going to be something very entertaining as well. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and like I said, we've... Uh, we, we, you know, like I said, we usually with live shows like to go a bit long, but if you know, if, if it's time to go, as they say, it is time to go. Uh, we are looking forward to the Royal Rumble tonight. You know, it should be an excellent affair, and of course, we'll bring that to you. But let's just go through the schedule quickly of what we got ahead because on the 29th of Jan, we've got 269 the Worlds Collide event, or is that 268? Might be 268, I can't remember one or the other. It's something, yes. Uh, we've got the Royal Rumble event itself getting released on February the 1st. That's episode 270. Yeah, finds out who get, wins all the predictions from that. You know what I mean? There's bonus points on the line. There's pay-per-view <laughs> points. There's everything, isn't there? Yes, I mean, that kind of sets you up for the year, and it kind of gives you a bit of bragging rights as well. Uh, we've got February 8th. We've got our Nigel McGillis special. Yes, on the 15th of February, we've got the NXT update. Uh, 16th, we've got NXT TakeOver, our live show. 
And the 22nd, we've got NXT TakeOver event as well. Uh, 1st of March, AEW Revolution. We're going to switch that up with the Magnificent Seven update. Yes, and on March the 8th, we've got the Magnificent Seven update, which is being switched with AEW Revolution. Yeah. And then March 15th, we've got the Elimination Chamber. March 22nd, Mystery Mania. I've done what 20, I've done 30. What's next? March 29th, NXT update. And then, of course, we'll be there live for the WrestleMania weekend. But let's not forget our next episode is Wednesday, Wells Collide. And next Sunday, the entire 2020 Royal Rumble match pay-per-view. So, what are your hopes and expectations for tonight's events to finish us, Finish me off, Dan? I want some nice surprises. I want something unexpected. I want to be on the edge of my seat for the majority of it. I don't want predictability. I don't want boring. I want it to flow nicely. I want a few good matches to lead up to it as well. I want a definitive end to Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. I want a definitive end to Rusev Lashley. You know, I don't want them having any interaction with each other in the Royal Rumble match itself. I want them to be just left apart. I want to see someone returning. I want to see, you know, I want I want everything brought into this, you know, yeah. and I think WWE have the capability of delivering that. Yeah, I think without a doubt, I think they definitely do. And as we've seen, you know, we've had two live shows now building up to the events. And now the proof is in the pudding. Wells Clyde on Wednesday, Royal Rumble on Sunday. Will they deliver? We've talked about it enough. And now it's time to step up or shut up when it comes to WWE. You know, other companies have come through. It is now their turn. That is it. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WNetworkView or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Scott Rowan. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email, the WNR Podcast at Gmail. I'm on Instagram, the WNR Podcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WNR Podcast. You can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the WNR Podcast. All the latest clips on there. Podcasts going to save on YouTube. There are places like SoundCloud. On your phone. You listen to us live on Spreaker Radio, on Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Thank you for joining us these last two nights. And like we said, we have just major events ahead. Major events ahead. Surely you can't let us down. Don't call me Shirley. Stop smirking. I'm, I'm, I've not got a cigarette in my gob, James. I've got a smile on my face because I'm happy for the Royal Rumble match. And so I am. So I am. So I am, Dan. To Let's, be sure. To be sure. Let's get ready for the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble match before I have a stroke. And you can tell that it is getting late here in uh, the sunny cabin in the United Kingdom, England, England. England. Yes, that is it. I've been James Rollins and as always, always joined by Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. Bye.